This is Bigger Pockets Daily, your daily dose of real estate information and education. I'm your host, Tyler, and the article I'm about to share is one of more than 10,000 blog articles available on biggerpockets.com. But you can't read the blog when you're working out or driving to look at a property. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app landlord. How to Calculate the Square Footage of a Home by Anthony Greer. Knowing how to calculate the square footage of a home is important for real estate investors. Whether you're looking to buy or sell a property, renovate an existing one, or need to measure a rental property's rooms for furniture placement, you need to know how to calculate the square feet you're working with. So today's podcast will explore why calculating square footage is important and, of course, how to do it. Why calculating square footage is important. All right, so a square foot is a measured amount of flat space that covers an area. Its measurement is one foot by one foot, or 12 inches by 12 inches, equaling 124 square inches. 
meaning that if you have a 100 square foot room, you can divide it into 100 equal squares. Regardless of your reasoning, you need to know how to calculate square feet down to the foot. Being off by a little bit can cost you hundreds, even thousands of dollars. Here are a few reasons why. Identifying fair market value. Square footage is a key indicator of a property's fair market value. When selling a house, you need to know what comparable homes in your area are worth. If the average home price per square foot in your neighborhood is $200 and your measurements are off by 10 feet, you could undervalue your property by 2000 bucks. Tax assessments. If you believe that the assessed value of your property is a little bit too high, you can calculate the square footage to see if your number matches the assessor's. You can dispute the assessment and, of course, save money on property taxes if your number is lower. Renovations. If you're renovating your home or a rental property, you need to calculate the square footage of the areas you're rehabbing. This calculation will let you know how much material to buy and ensure your new furniture and appliances will fit and function properly. Here's how to calculate square footage. Okay, so you can measure square footage with just a couple of basic supplies, a tape measure, maybe paper and a pencil, calculator, your phone. You can do it all on your phone too. Start by sketching your space and label every room you have to measure. Mark hallways, foyers, and vestibules as their own rooms. If your property has more than one story, sketch out each individual floor. Your sketch doesn't have to be perfectly proportionate, but the more accurate you are, the better. Next, measure the length and width of each room and multiply these numbers together. Okay, so for example, if your master bedroom is 10 feet long and 15 feet wide, its square footage is 150 feet. Record the length, width, and total for each room you measure. After measuring every room, add all the measurements to get your property's total square footage. Calculating square footage in different types of rooms. In a dream scenario, your property is either a perfect square or a rectangle with no additional calculations or omissions required. For most properties, that's just not the case. Rooms with closets or immovable fixtures. Let's take a look at that. Some closets and fixtures are built to fit the contours of a room. These will require you to divide the room into distinct areas you'll need to work around, especially when installing new flooring. Treat these as separate entities and take individual measurements of each. And then, calculate the overall square footage of the room, including the closets and immovable fixtures. Then subtract them from the total square footage to identify how much space you're working with. Let's take a look at rooms with odd shapes. Because not every room is a square or a rectangle. Darn it! Rooms with unique shapes can pose a challenge when you're trying to determine their square footage. It'll likely be accurate if you try to measure the area with a single computation. You need to be as precise as possible. The simplest method to measure these rooms is to divide them into regular shapes. You probably won't be able to break each area into squares and rectangles, but you should be able to divide it into easily measurable shapes like, say, triangles. After dividing up the room and getting the square footage of each shape within it, just add all of them to identify the total square footage. What is usable square footage? We get asked all the time. And simply put, usable square footage is how much space you have to use. This includes all of the floor space available within your walls. If you can put flooring down on it, like carpet, tile, or hardwood, 
it's usable square footage. Here's what not to include in your calculations. Not all of your property's interiors are included in your square footage, so in taking measurements, omit areas you can't walk or live in. For example, don't include your crawl space in your square footage calculations. Here's what's commonly excluded. Garages. While you can use them for storage and car parking, people don't usually live in them. Basements. Even when finished, basements are often excluded because they're considered below grade, below ground level. However, some states will consider it as part of your overall square footage if you can enter and exit it safely. Attics. Unfinished attics aren't calculated in your property's square footage. However, they may be included in your total square footage if they are finished and meet certain regulations, such as minimum ceiling heights. And let's wrap things up for today with a quick thought. When ordering flooring materials, leave yourself room for error by ordering 10% more than you need. So, for example, if you're retiling your 100-square-foot kitchen floor, order 110 square feet worth of tile. It won't cost a whole lot more, but it can save you from a major headache. A professional appraiser or flooring expert will charge you a few hundred for this service, but it can save you much more than that if you're wrong. <laughs> also, even if you've carefully calculated your home's total square footage, it never hurts to ask a professional to double-check your work, especially if your property has oddly-shaped rooms and immovable fixtures. If you want peace of mind in the job done right, you can just check out our contractors page at biggerpockets.com and find an expert near you. Oh, I hope you found this article helpful. If you're looking for more content like this, visit biggerpockets.com today to set up a free account. I'll talk to you tomorrow.